0: Welcome to The Kaleidoscope with Allison Keyes. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. This show is a breakout from the CBS News Weekend Roundup, and every week we discuss issues including gender and religion. This week we're discussing the fears that have come to a head for families and women now that the Biden administration has pulled the last U.S. troops out of Afghanistan. That's from Kabul's Saturday, where Taliban forces fired shots into the air, bringing a scary end to the second women's protest march for equal rights in as many days. International groups are scrambling to protect women in the wake of the Taliban takeover of that nation, as there are signs that once again they are being barred from work in some places and face the risk of being beaten or worse if they continue with Western customs that have become more of the norm there over the past 20 years. Even in the U.S., women are trying to help, like a Wisconsin pair that co-created a GoFundMe to help Afghan women athletes escape to freedom via a nonprofit called Ascend Leadership Through Athletics. Danielle Jeffco explains. Activism and the leadership skills that they've developed over the last um, six years of being in Afghanistan now puts those women athletes at risk and under Taliban rule. Yana Cook adds. One thing that we can do to use our privilege and our freedom here to to lift them up and raise their voices, we got to do it. At Women for Afghan Women, U.S. Country Director Nohit Samadi Bahron couldn't agree more. She tells me what's happening in Afghanistan for women and families is a humanitarian crisis. That conversation after this short break. Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
1: We are the largest women's rights organization in the country. And we have over 1,200 staff who are still in Afghanistan. We unfortunately was unsuccessful to even get one person out of the country from our team. Uh, I personally still have a family. I have a sister and brother who are still in Afghanistan. And my sister, who's a, a doctor, who's a gynecologist, she has been home since Sunday, um, the place where she used to work. They sent her home and said you have to be home until the f- further notice. So she is at home. She hasn't been back to work. And um, it is um, it's a very, very dark time for all of us Afghans throughout the world. Uh, I think it's a very um, difficult time and for people, it's a crisis, uh, a humanitarian crisis that any human who who care about humanity is hurt right now.
0: I'm so sorry to hear that you still have staff and family there. Are you you worried for them?
1: I'm very worried for for them, yes. Yes, I'm very, worried for them, but I'm also, um, we are very unsure of what will what to expect and what to happen because it's a very early stages to really know what's coming up. Uh, and um, uh, we are hopeful that things may not turn out as we think. And we are hopeful that women will be able to go back to work or go back to school. Um, but that's not happening right now.
0: I read somewhere that uh, one of the Taliban education spokesmen was saying that women will be able to go to school, but under a very specific curriculum of Islamic law and not in mixed classes. Have you heard that?
1: I heard that. Yes, I heard that, too. And um, so they do allow women to go to school. I mean, saying it, allowing women to go to school makes me uh, I mean, it breaks my heart. Why would they need the permission to go to school? And they will allow them to go to school. But obviously, so far, they said it will be boys and girls will be separated at schools. uh, And also they will have uh, people not do not really know about the details of which curriculum will be taught at school.
0: Have you yet been hearing things about women being beaten or accosted on the street? I've read A couple of terrible things of, you know, women who were out without a male escort who were attacked and worse.
1: I haven't heard of Alison, but I also cannot comment on some of the questions. I'm sorry, because of the safety of my family and staff there. So, um, but I haven't heard of that yet.
0: I completely understand. Um, let me ask you what you're hearing about other activists. And I will not ask about your staff specifically. But I know that there were many groups there that were trying to help women with rights and protections. Have you heard from them? What what's going on with their staff, some of whom are also trapped there?
1: Yeah, I still know there's a lot of people still in Afghanistan. I know of uh, citizens who are still stuck in Afghanistan. I have a client right now with three children who is a U.S. citizen, and I have reached out, put her name on list for the State Department. Uh, She hasn't been out yet. She was in the airport for two nights. She couldn't get out, and she had to go back home. She actually has a a five-day old baby, or six days old baby, when she was going to the airport in the state for two days, that at that time was just the last night, a a night before that the U.S. troops were out of Afghanistan. Her baby was only four days old, and um, it has been a very challenging to see not only the people who are women rights activists and women rights advocates and human rights defenders are still in Afghanistan but also the u s citizens are still there.
0: I want to ask you what is this like for young women right those who have been born. Since the last 20 years that have not dealt with this at this level before? Are are you more worried for them than people that are kind of like, okay, we did this before, it's horrific, it's dangerous, but we can deal with it? Because I, I feel like they must not have any idea what to do.
1: I think nobody right now has an idea what to do, whether it's the youth who have never seen them, but also the people who have seen them, because they do not know what to expect coming up. And um, I mean, as an organization, we are trying to be a support system to our people Um, Whether it's here in the U.S. or in Afghanistan, we are actually preparing to welcome a group of refugees who will be arriving soon, and we are preparing to make sure we have the staff and capacity that we need in place. We are um, hiring a new full-time mental health counselor. We are hiring an immigration attorney to make sure that the Afghan community, uh, Afghan-American community here has the support, as well as the new refugees that are arriving should get the support that they need. And similarly, we are trying to, uh, I mean, be in contact with our staff in Afghanistan and talk and and see. Um, We haven't given up. We know there is no way for us right now to get them out of there, but we haven't given up on that option. And um, we are hopeful that we will be able to to, uh, support them.
0: I'm going to come back to the refugees in a minute, but I'm just going to ask you, and I don't know if you can answer this are what what are your staff having to do now are they in hiding i mean is, is it known that they work for you
1: i wouldn't comment on that
0: okay i get it all right i will go back to the refugees um what kind of things do afghans need when they come to the u.s i mean besides basic stuff like a, a, a place to live i mean they've got to be fairly very traumatized by what's been happening
1: Yes. So that's what I've been talking to everybody, to groups that I've been meeting and saying that we have to understand that this group of refugees coming to United States is very different from any refugee group that we have been receiving in the past. They have been through so much trauma. They have been through so much right now. And they literally left everything behind and just came with a small bag of clothes or, or belonging and uh, leaving so much behind. And, and I think they really need the warmest welcome and the, the support that they really deserve, so um, there are people who I know just locked their door and left in the middle of the night for the airport. I know people who have left everything they have worked so hard for to, to build for years and and just leaving everything behind and moving, leaving your country and your home and coming to a place that you are very uncertain of what the future will hold for you is not easy.
0: May I ask if there do you have any suggestions for people that would like to help? What kind of do you take donations? What kind of donations do you need?
1: We do uh, get donations uh, through the organizations. uh, The donation button is on our organization's website at womanforafghanwoman.org. But if anyone is interested in directly uh, helping with the refugees, we suggest people donating gift cards. Um, We cannot have the space to store the goods that people are trying to give. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a space in the in, in in the office which is not big enough to keep all the in-kind donation we also think through the um gift card donations we are empowering a family by giving them the the option of going and picking up what they want to 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 pick so they can choose what they want to have for their children or for themselves um and that's what we are uh, asking for, for the refugee families directly, but also we are increasing our capacity in New York to make sure we will be able to serve the refugee community here in, in the East Coast. Um, Women for Afghan Women is the only organization that's providing direct services uh, uh, for the community uh, in the past 20 years, and we uh, really need support at this time um, so that we can support the people who need us.
0: that's US country director Nahit Samadi Bathron at Women for Afghan Women. Thanks so much for joining us. Also thanks to Ashley Armstrong for her production assistance. Like what you hear, come back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Monday. Follow the show wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News.